Welcome to It's Time For Me, the podcast with me, Caroline Mead, life coach and meditation teacher, where every week I'll share insights on how to use the time you have in quick and enjoyable ways to nourish your mind and soul so that you can create balance and peace in your life. I hope you enjoy today's episode. You are so welcome and thank you for joining me for episode two. And today we are going to be looking at the topic of feeling fear. I really wanted to cover this topic early on in this podcast series because fear is something we all experience and fear can be very damaging in terms of stopping us from progressing forward and it can even on a basic level stop us from looking after ourselves in the way that we want to, which I'll explain later on. So where are you on the spectrum of fear? You might be somebody who experiences fear from time to time. You might be going for that perfect job or about to start a relationship or about to leave something that's not right for you. And a little bit of fear comes up, but you're able to manage it, recognize it and move forward. You might be someone where fear, you're on the other end of the spectrum and fear is actually just taking over your life in general. You are living from a place of fear, you're reacting and responding from a place of fear. And even your action steps are based on your fear ideas. And this can be very difficult. You may be somebody in the middle of that. Sometimes you're able to deal with your fears and sometimes you're just absolutely not. But no matter what place you're in, do know that it's normal to feel fearful. We as humans try to protect ourselves from things that we feel are going to go wrong in our lives based on past experiences, difficulties we've had, trauma that we've experienced. We might have had significant disappointments in our lives. We can't really see how things are going to pan out for us in the future. Fear can also come in where you've had a knock to your confidence over time. You're not feeling as capable or as able as you want to feel and the fear starts to come up at that point. We all experience it and as I said a moment ago, it is completely normal. So the first thing I would say about fear is that it's almost nearly like welcoming it in. I used to sit in fear a lot and it really had a detrimental impact on my ability to move forward. So over a period of about five or six years, fear was what was the driving force behind what I was doing. I better get this done because that's going to go wrong. I better sort that out because that's going to go wrong. And I ended up just actually being quite stagnant in my life. I'd tipple along a little bit and then I'd go backwards again and go forward again and backwards again. and pretty much stayed like that consistently for about five or six years. And over the last two years, I made more of a conscious effort to say, you know, I really have to deal with this because it can't be coming up like this for me all of the time. So what I did, and not everything works the same way for each of us, so obviously just take from this what might be helpful for you, is I looked at fear nearly like an aspect of myself. I would imagine it like as a person or even a vision of myself standing beside myself. And when the fear would come up, instead of me going into a panic, because that's what fear drives, it drives anxiety, panic, you know, you can even find in your body, which we'll talk about in a few moments, you know, the sensations that fear brings up. But to be able to just stop for a moment and take a breath and say, okay, my fear is here. Let me welcome it in instead of trying to get rid of it. I feel that when we try to get rid of something or change something about ourselves because we feel it's wrong, we're beating ourselves up, we're putting ourselves under too much pressure and we're not allowing us to actually heal what's going on for us. As I said earlier on, this is my third time to say it, it is normal to feel fearful. You're going to feel fear throughout your life. That's completely understandable and completely normal. But when you welcome that fear part of yourself in and nearly talk to it like it's a person in front of you and say, okay, what are you showing up for today? Why are you here? What are you trying to show me? 
and actually listen to whatever is coming through from that place of fear in your body and in your mind. And then maybe say to yourself, okay, well, what can I do to ease the fear around this? Is it that I need to, you know, do some breathing exercises? Do I need to just stop for a moment and maybe not carry on with what I'm doing? Do I need to talk to somebody even professionally to help me? Do I need, you know, some lovely treatments, healing, um, massages, something that's actually going to work for my body? What do I need here? Because when our fear comes up, it's trying to tell us something. It generally is telling us something is going to go wrong and it's trying to protect us. And that's really what it's there for. But I think what's happened over time when we do get very fearful, it actually stops us altogether or holds us in that stagnant place. So when you start to welcome your fear in, you're no longer seeing it as something you need to get rid of. Because that expression, what we resist persists, the more you get annoyed about having fear, the more fear is going to stay very prominent and very prevalent in yourself. But the more you get annoyed with your fear and get annoyed with yourself, the more harder you're going to become on yourself and the harder it is then to actually care for yourself properly and move on. When we talk about self-care, and I'll be doing a whole separate episode on this, Self-care fundamentally is whether we believe that we are deserving of being looked after. When we're in a place of fear and anxiety and we're giving out to ourselves because we're there, we're actually telling ourselves that we don't deserve for things to be okay because we're really beating ourselves up. And, you know, it's very detrimental to our progression. Fear can come into your life in any capacity. So, for example, you might be going into a new relationship, but you've had a huge amount of relationship disappointments in the past. You may have been cheated on. People have broken up with you. You may have just had difficult, abusive, toxic relationships. So to think about going into a relationship in the future naturally is going to bring up fear. When we talk about welcoming that fear in and sitting and talking with it, it can tell you exactly why you're feeling fearful. And by talking with it, it will also tell you what you need to do to heal it. I don't personally, and this is just a personal view, believe that we're ever going to fully, fully heal ourselves. I think that when we heal, we understand ourselves more. We understand our triggers. We understand what sets us off or what we react to. And we can do something about recognizing that and having our own skills or our own um, tactics to be able to deal with that. So when you're trying to move into a new relationship, for example, it also is about acceptance. I am accepting that I am fearful of moving into a new relationship because of all of the different reasons. I am accepting that I am fearful of allowing myself to go towards something that I really want because of all of these difficulties in my past. Accepting that part, it doesn't take away the fear, it doesn't take away the difficulties you've experienced in the past, but it's actually giving yourself a break. And I can tell you that that will really help shift something in your mind. The other thing that I think about fear and using that you know, example of going into a relationship is I would often say fear is bringing up your worst case scenario. So go to your worst case scenario. So, for example, you're saying I don't want to go into a relationship again because I was cheated on in all my relationships and I'm afraid that's going to happen to me again. So bring yourself to that place of that you've gone into this new relationship and in seven months time, you find out that you've been cheated on. Bring yourself to that place and ask yourself, what will I do if this actually happens? What will I do in this moment if I find this out again? How will I recover? How will I heal? How will I be able to move myself forward? Because oftentimes the fears that we have don't always come to pass. A lot of the time they really don't. 
But when we actually allow ourselves to visit that space, it can be a great place to be able to say, you know what, I will be able to get through this. I will survive that situation. If it's something that is particularly traumatic, that you're really scared of happening again, and if it happens again, you don't think you would feel okay, then you would say, well, what will I do to get support in? What help can I get? Do I need to speak to somebody professionally? Do I need some different types of therapies? What can I put in place that's going to be there to bring me through this situation? One of the things that I've experienced with fear is around fertility, actually. So I have been trying to have a child for about seven years. And one of the parts that always comes up around fertility and particularly when having fertility treatment is when will we stop and when will I allow myself to move forward? The thought of my husband used to say to me of maybe it just isn't meant for us and we'd move, we, you know, we'll have to move on at some point would bring up the most devastating fear for me. That would be just like worst case scenario, don't want that to happen. And I really resisted looking at it. And about two or three years ago, I sat down and I said, OK, let me write this out. So I wrote down my worst case scenario is I'm not going to be able to have a child. What am I going to do? Will I be OK? And what I discovered is, yes, I was going to be okay. I can still have a fulfilled life. There's loads of other wonderful things that I can do in life separate to being a parent. And what really helped me in that moment is by seeing that things would be okay, the fear started to dissipate. And I have to say that fear left me. I no longer had that fear of, oh, what happens if we can't, you know, have a child and move forward in that way? It, it actually really has left. So I'm still on my road to that, um, but it has made the process easier because I know that if it doesn't happen for me, I will actually be okay. So the fear, of course, comes up from time to time. It's not gone, but it has got less. It rarely comes up. And when it does, I'm able to like sit down with what I wrote and see what I can do to move myself forward. Fear can also come up when good things want to happen in our lives. We are great for sabotaging ourselves. And this really comes back to, again, what I'll be talking about in a future episode around self-care and self-love. Do you really feel you're deserving of loving yourself or being loved in general? And when we're moving forward to, say, start a new job, go for the career we really, really want, make a big change maybe we want to move to a new home we want to move to a new state or a new country we want to begin a new project we want to start a new business something that is going to you know really take a lot of effort and motivation and commitment and it feels really exciting and the next minute your fears just come up so strongly so you're moving towards something that's good Generally, fears are you're predicting something that's going to go wrong. This instance, you're looking at something that's going to be really good and really exciting. And then fear shows back up again. Again, I would suggest that you sit down, you speak to your fear and say, what are you trying to show me? Why have you shown up? And what is it that I think is going to happen if your outcome actually comes to pass? When we've had issues around confidence, when we've been told perhaps we're not good enough in the past, or we may again have had disappointments when we have tried things in the past, the fear around that happening again is definitely there. Again, we're protecting ourselves. So maybe I won't go for my dreams and desires because it's not going to work for me. So we're already talking ourselves out of it. Again, I would get you to sit down and say three columns that you write. In the first column, you say, what is my fear? In the second column, you write down, if my fear comes to pass or comes true, what will I feel? 
how will I feel? So you're imagining this fear. So it, just say it happens. How are you going to feel? And then in the third column, if my fear happens, what will I do? And will I be okay? And when you sit down and look at that, it's nearly like you're coming up with a plan that if something does go wrong and your fear comes to pass, you have your plan there of what you're going to do. And then you can put that piece of paper away somewhere safe. And if your fear comes up, you can take it out and say, it's okay, I have my plan there. That's what I'm going to do. When we're in a fear-based state, it's a fear of the future. And this is what anxiety is about and panic about looking ahead into the future all of the time. And when we're living from a fear-based place and looking to the future all of the time, we tend to react a lot quicker to things. It's how many times when something's gone wrong, it's like, oh, I'll just get on to the next thing. It's like, oh my God, everything just feels like a rush all of the time. Have you ever had those moments in life where you're pushing for something so much because you're doing it from a place of fear? I have to succeed in this. Like I was talking about earlier on, I have to have a baby. Let me push, let me push, let me push. And pushing towards things very rarely gives you the longevity around situations that you want. And actually, it very rarely gives you the results in the present tense that you actually want. So it's not really going to get you to where you need to be. But this is what we do. We push we rush, we go quickly, we tell ourselves things need to happen and then yet it doesn't happen and years go by and it still hasn't happened. So years go by in where the fear hasn't actually, you know, come to pass for you. You've stopped yourself from going for your dreams. You've stopped yourself from going towards the things that you truly want and yet you're just staying in the same place and things are not progressing at all. You know, there's that expression, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, I think that that's easy when fear doesn't really take over too much. But for some people, fear actually is very, very debilitating and can nearly freeze you in a moment in time. Perhaps you're frozen from fear that's previously been there and you're still stuck in it as if it's going on currently. So just a small takeaway from today is to really look at what your fear is what you feel will happen is your fear it comes true and then the third aspect is what will you do if it does and how will you be the second thing is to look at your fears if it's an aspect of you or a version of you welcome it in accept it tell it that it's okay that it's there have a conversation with it see what it's trying to tell you and then look at what you can do to bring supports in or different skills that you might have or different tactics you might have to be able to deal with it or heal it. And one of the final things I would really get you to do, particularly over the next week or so, is to feel into your body. Our body, and this will be another episode in a few weeks about the body, but our body carries us through every single day of our life. It holds all our experiences, all our memories, all our traumas, all our fear, all our difficulties. And the fear in the body can be a bit palpitating at times. So when a bit of fear comes up, feel into where in your body you're feeling that. So it, perhaps it's in your stomach. You might get really anxious and have butterflies or feel actually nauseous. Maybe you get a really sore back. Maybe you actually get sweaty palms, you know, if you're having bad anxiety or palpitations. Maybe you get a headache. Whatever is happening, the body's responding to what's going on. What could you do to really release or relieve the pressure that the body's feeling? Is it a bit of meditation, some mindfulness, talking to somebody, having a bath? What practices can you bring in to help the body to come down? Because the body is going to 
keep you in this state unless it gets looked after. It's going to feel like your nervous system is going to be spiked off all of the time when you're feeling like this. So if you can come down into your body and ask it what it needs as well and give it what it needs, it can start to release that fear-based feeling which can actually have a really big impact on how the mindset goes because you're changing, you're even changing the hormones in the body and you're changing the energy in the body to get you into a more parasympathetic state, which I'll talk about, as I said, in a few episodes time. So I hope that has helped you today and I really look forward to talking to you next week in episode three. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and joining me here. If you'd like to share this podcast, I'd be really grateful. And if you want to learn more about how It's Time For Me can help you, come and visit itstimeforme.ie.